Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. John chapter 20, starting at verse 1. If you're joining us by radio, we welcome you also. And I hope you're having a great Easter thus far. And we took up offering here in the sanctuary. And we ask for your support also over the radio. Right where you clicked on the play button, you can go right there where it says how you can help and click on that and donate by secure means. And also one line below that, if you have prayer requests, you can leave them there. And after a short approval process, your prayer requests will be online. And also for the local church, you can visit us at GrenadaChurch.com. Going to be in John chapter 20, starting at verse 1, reading down through verse 2. The first day of the week cometh, Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeing the stone taken away from the sepulchre, then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we have not known where they have laid him. Let's go to the Lord one more time in prayer. Father, we love you, we exalt your name today. On this day, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're so thankful for the turnout here in the church, Lord. And I pray today, Lord, that the people, if they come, this word will feed them. It will do its intended purpose. And we'll be careful to give you honor and praise. And we ask it in the most wonderful name of Jesus. And we say, Amen. Amen. Hope comes in the morning. For a few moments, I would like to minister you on that thought. The crucifixion of Christ brought one of the darkest days that has ever been on planet Earth. Even the sun itself was hidden from Earth as Jesus took on the sins of the world. Just for a moment today, if you would, try in your mind to put yourself in the shoes of the followers of Jesus Christ at that time. I have little doubt they had soon forgotten the promises of Jesus that he would return, that he would be resurrected from the dead. He would have victory over death. Why? There's no doubt in my mind they had fear they would be hunted down because their Redeemer, their Savior, the one who was to come and and exalt Israel once again among the nations, he was dead. He was laid in the grave. Can you imagine the long dark nights that they encountered after he was taken down from that cross on that Friday afternoon. Dark may be the night. Now there's an old song that says joy comes in the morning. And that hit my mind as I was getting ready for this sermon. But I want to bring again to you the idea hope comes in the morning. Now notice in verse 1, Mary came early in the morning. Why did she come early? It said that she probably came around 5 a.m. before the day broke. And I would think to myself, she had cried all night. I have no doubt she had been up all night crying and weeping. And she wanted to get to Jesus just as quickly as possible. But just maybe there was something in the back of her mind she was saying, maybe he really is alive. Maybe he's not dead as we think. And she runs ahead of the others, and she's the first one at the tomb. 
Here's the thought for you today. Don't delay in coming to Jesus. I, many people in this world think we have tomorrow. They, they think we have uh, many years to come, and none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. And the Scripture says in 2 Corinthians, when the time came, I listened to you. When you needed help, I came to save you. Your time has come today. Don't wait another minute to come to Jesus Christ. This is the day for you to be saved if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. The longer you wait, the longer you delay in coming to Christ, it's less likely you'll come to Him and be saved. The Word of God tells us to encourage each other today. And you must, while there's still time and we can still say it's today and there's light, we have to encourage one another. We have to tell those that are not saved about Jesus Christ. And if you don't, sin may fool some of you because of a hardened heart. And notice in verse 1, Mary came while it was dark. And Mary knew a lot about darkness. She was possessed with seven demons that Jesus cast out of her. Can you imagine what her life was like being possessed with seven demons? You want to talk about a dark life. You want to talk about having no hope. Seven demons had inhabited her and that was her life. And Jesus turns her out of the darkness into the light as He will anyone. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, and he that followed me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, the gospel turns us to the light. Where Many are living up under the lie. They think the darkness of the world is a great life. They see the alcohol commercials. They see the superstars on TV. They see all the uh, pro football players and the pro baseball players and think, man, that's, that's the life right there. If I could only have a little taste of that. My friends, that's no life. The best life you can have is serving Jesus Christ. First Peter two and nine says, but you're a chosen generation. If you are saved today, you have been chosen by God. You have been chosen by Him as this generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now that word peculiar is a little different. If I said, Hunter, you're a little peculiar, he might not take that so well. But peculiar means that the idea is that you have a, a hedge built around your offense, if you will. It's like God has put you in this circle protected by angels and his power and you're, you're peculiar to him that you show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into a marvelous light. Here we are on Easter Sunday. 2023 and God has not called us to be in the darkness he has called us to walk in his marvelous light you may be in darkness today and I and I think this year at the lighthouse in particular we've had a lot of tragedy hit our 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 sanctuary and the, the people we've had, we've lost church members families have lost uh young dear ones uh, we've had uh, just many things going on, a lot of darkness, it seems like, is uh, surrounding us. And it may be dark today, but come into the light with Jesus Christ. But be careful, you can't escape the darkness on your own, and too many are trying that. Too many are saying that I have this and I don't need God's help. I can come out of this darkness into a light on my own. 
You must have the power of God. And notice Mary had things standing in her way to meet Jesus. Remember I told you there was the very real possibility as she went to this road to this grave site, there was the real possibility that Roman soldiers would have snatched her up and put her in jail. And then she knew that when she got there, she was probably going to be facing this giant rock that had sealed the tomb. There was Roman guards standing there over the tomb. She had a lot of things she was facing. And you know, today there may be obstacles in your way when you try to get close to Jesus. Pride, fear, that favorite sin we have that stands in our way. Family. And not last, and surely not least, religion. People are trying to come up with a million ways that we can reach Jesus Christ, and there's only one way. There's only one way to come to Jesus Christ today, and that's through faith in what He's accomplished at Calvary. So what stands in your way in the relationship with Jesus? John G. Patton, the 19th century missionary to the New Hebrides Islands, and I'm sure some of you that's been here a while have heard me talk about John G. Patton. He was one of the great missionaries of Christianity to the area around the, the South Seas. And he met opposition before leaving out on his missionary journey. And there was a, a church member, well-meaning, that had said, the cannibals, the cannibals, surely they'll eat you. He was going to an island where these people were known to eat other human beings. But without hesitation, Brother Patton said this, I confess to you that if I can live and die serving my Lord Jesus Christ, it makes no difference to me whether I'm eating a cannibal or worms. For in the great resurrection day, my body will rise fair as yours in the likeness of our risen Redeemer. Amen. It doesn't matter what happens to me here on this earth. My life really has less value than it to me than the day before I was saved. Years ago when I was unsaved and running around the world, I, I thought my life meant so much. I thought that it was all about feral. I thought, boy, I'm going to accomplish things in life. I've got my own plans and my own goals. But when I become saved and the days roll by and the years roll by, I discovered that feral means less and less and less. And I have to let him increase and I have to decrease because my life means very little anymore. His life is what it's all about, serving him. If God lets me be a hundred years old, that's what I'll live. If I don't make it another two days, that's what he had designed for me. I have to seek him while I can. I have to do what I can while I have time for him here. And Mary Magdalene, she, she ran and she told the news of the empty tomb. And Peter and John, when they heard it, they tore out. They tore out to that tomb like their coattail was on fire. In fact, John outran Peter to get to that tomb. And in verse 4, I'll read it to you. So they ran together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. There's a lesson, a great lesson there for you today. We should have a sense of urgency about the coming of Jesus Christ. The church is asleep. Most Christians are asleep to the fact that Jesus Christ is about to return. 
Yesterday, while we were all caught up in the news in the United States and not paying attention to what's going on in the world, Israel has been receiving airstrikes from Syria, Lebanon, the Gaza Strip. Turkey wants to come together with Iran to figure out how they can wipe Israel off the map. That was said by the Turkey president. My friends, the days are drawing closer and closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. The door is open for the Antichrist to appear. Your life in this life here on this earth does not come with unlimited mileage bumper to bumper coverage. We're not guaranteed the next day, the next week. So many people have their faith in the United States and this system. My friends, this world is winding down. The best life you can have, quit waiting on the world to give it to you. Quit waiting on that day to come. Because if you're waiting on the world to give you your best life now, you'll never get it. I know there are some word of faith preachers out there with these books that say you can have your best life now. There is some truth in that, but your best life now is not found in you. It's not found in the world. It's not found in the bars. It's not found in the bottle. It's not found in that line of powder laid out on that mirror. It's not founded in the, found in them left-handed cigarettes. It's not found in some simple lust. It is found only through Jesus Christ. That is how you can have your best life now. Quit listening to the lies of the devil. Quit listening to the lies of the world. Anheuser-Busch is telling everybody they can party on and have their best life now if they'll just drink some of this beer here. Jack Daniels is telling people, oh, look at how people are partying. Have a good time just with a little of our elixir. My friends, there's no hope in that. There's nothing but a, a cold grave waiting for you in that. My friends, there is life in Jesus Christ and the best life you can have now is through him now not later Jesus Christ says if you'll come to me you can have your best life now and all the answers you're looking for all your hopes all your dreams for you and your family can be fulfilled in Jesus Christ thank you for listening today This radio station is listener-supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a non-profit organization, so your donations are tax-deductible. We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. We're never guaranteed, not another single second. I I had to go to Hunter this morning and almost apologize to him. I forgot who Hunter was. (laughs) He just got so big, I don't know what they fed him. But I remember years ago, his father was coming to church here. And his father was a young man at the time. And he didn't know that was the day. I I talked to his father the Sunday before. He had lost his life out here on the highway. 
We just don't ever know how life is going to spin like that. And we don't know. And you know what? I'm happy to report to you today, though. I know where his father is. His father come over here to this church, not because of me, not because of the Lighthouse Church of God, but Jesus Christ got a hold of that heart. And I remember the man standing down here and crying out to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hunter, you're going to see him one day. Amen. I have no doubt that God's going to have our family waiting on us there at that gate that day when we make it home. And ain't that, whew, this is what Easter is about, my friends. It's about that hope that we have ahead, that resurrected life. But the devil, he's a thief. I don't like to think of him as a person. I like to think of him as a creature. You know what he has for you? Jesus told you what he has for you. He comes for to steal, kill, and destroy. More than ever in our world, you should wake up and realize it is a battle against good and evil. These folks are no longer hiding in the dark and barely letting some of it leak out. We're watching shows on TV now where they're in full-blown devil worship on stage. And we got people. Oh, it's so good. Christians. Full-blown devil worship in front of us. It's a battle. And the devil says he comes nothing but to kill, steal, and destroy anything you have. What did Jesus say? I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I know that our hope and everything in this church that we preach and teach and all my hope is in the eternal to come. But Jesus, I can't, I can't ignore that in scripture either in John 10 and 10 when he said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly here. Yet the devil had been lying and telling the world that life and fun only come through simple pleasures of the world. I tell you that you can have a good life here on this earth while you remain full of joy and glory if you will only follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, verses 5-7, through seven. let me read these to you. And he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying. Yet went he not in. Then come a sign of Peter following him and went to the sepulcher. Now pay attention. Watch this. Don't jump over this. And see it the linen clothes lie. Very important. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. This was evidence. There's a couple things here. First, there was evidence his body was not stolen. Why? Do you remember Lazarus? When Jesus raised Lazarus up from the dead, They Jesus said they had to untie him. He said, go untie him because they would take these body cloths and they would tie them around the body. And this was not so with Jesus. It's, it's almost like his body. Well, it did. It just went out of these grave clothes. But notice something else here. Notice in verse 7, the napkin was not lying with the clothes wrapped around the body, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Why is this important? you got to do a little study. And here's what you'll find. 
Now, to us, it probably wouldn't mean much, but to the Jews, it meant a whole lot. Why? Notice the napkin was folded and set by itself. There was a Jewish custom when the master sat at the table. And if he was done, he would take his napkin at dinner and he would just throw it down. And as the servant watched, he knew that the master was done and that he would clean the table up. The master was finished. He was leaving. But if he took the napkin and folded it up and set it on the table, it meant he was coming back. And as he looked at this napkin, Jesus was telling him, I'm gone for a moment. But there's coming a day that I'm coming back. And if you read in Revelations, he's not coming back to be beat up on. He's not coming back to be spit up on. He's not coming back to have a crown of thorns ran down up on top of his head. He's not coming back to be beaten and disfigured so much that he's unrecognizable as a human. He's coming back victorious, riding on white horse and bringing the armies of heaven with him. And it says the sword, the word of God went forth out of him and that means it's gonna he's coming back to battle okay he's coming back in victory and written up on his vesture and down his thigh was written the name the king of kings and the lord of lords amen that was the promise that he's coming back the world's about to be caught off guard my friends you wonder what's going on in the world you wonder why we see all the evil that we're seeing. It's because things are winding down. It's because earth is coming to a close. And for the people that are in love with the world, if that saddens you today to know that the earth is coming to a close, if that bothers you, if that worries you, you're in love with this world. If you're scared, you're gonna, what if Jesus come today? Oh man, I, I got all these things at the house to do and my family, they ain't say, oh, it's just so much. I'm gonna miss so much down here. My friends, if Jesus returns today and I know many of you feel like I do, you can have it all. I'm going to shuck all that stuff right then and there and I'm going to be with the Lord. All my worries are over. I don't have no more bills to pay. No more hurt and pain here on this earth. I'm looking forward to this day. His resurrection with God's seal of approval up on the sacrifice and it is a guarantee to you that one day you will be resurrected. Oh, that's powerful. That means death has no victory. That means the great old grave and death. Where's your staying? Where's that victory? Paul said, Christ took it all away and he's gave us the victory. But brother Wilson, we still die. Brother Wilson, we've lost loved ones this year and that pain's still there. And that's true. I understand that because I think every one of us here today could raise our hand and name a loved one we have lost that we miss so dearly. But on this Resurrection Sunday that we are gathered here, I hope the Word of God, not Farrell, not the Church of God, not Jimmy Swagger Ministries, I hope the Word of God gives you hope and gives you encouragement because there's coming a day, there's coming a day when we're going to all take on the glorified body. As I said before, this thing is just about over. We're just about to see that hope come forth. In fact, that is the hope of the church. 
That is our great hope. Our great hope is not for the world to get better. Oh, I've got to preach here just for a moment. i got time. My friends, this world, I, I, I didn't say it right earlier. This world is dying. It's just about over. I don't know why so many Christians are trying to build up hope and build a life here when there, it's not going to be around much longer. The Bible has been fulfilled. The Word of God has been fulfilled before your eyes. When Jesus said you'd see that budding forth of that tree, that, that them limbs shooting forth, He said this in His great discourse in Matthew chapter 24 at the end of it. And He was speaking of Israel becoming a nation, which happened in 1948. And He said that generation wouldn't pass without seeing the coming of the Son of Man. And here we are with all the technology and we're able to see what's going to happen around the world. My friends, just just hang on just a little bit more. You are about to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thought that was trumpets going off right there. I like... <laughs> Woo! Y'all was wondering too. And like, Lord have mercy. That preacher's feeling a disappear. That was perfect timing. I done lost where I was at. But there's a hope on this Resurrection Sunday, the promise of Jesus Christ to come and take us home. One glorious day, and I don't think it's going to be long, my friends. So I ask you today, where do you stand with the Lord? Are you absolutely sure you know Him as your Savior? I think many people, and don't, don't think I'm being unkind what I'm about to say, because I'm not. This is a call to salvation. So many Christians, or they think they're Christians, they think they're saved and they're not. And I don't want to leave here today where you think, well, everything's all right in my life, and you go back out in the world and you do the same old thing and the same old sin, and nothing's ever changed. You know, when Jesus Christ come up out of that grave and he, with the power of the Holy Ghost that, that rose him up, he was changed. And, we, and so, Paul said, so we should walk in newness of life. I, I can't let you go today without preaching a little bit of the cross to you. Here's why the resurrection is important in the here and now. is Jesus Christ was rose from the dead, so you should walk in that power and newness of life. Well, how do I do it? Well, first thing, you have to be saved. You have to know Christ is your Savior. It's not complicated. If you're listening by the radio, it's not hard. You just have to believe that Christ died and arose the third day and is now at the right hand of the Father. And I know some people would say that's too simple, but you know what? Praying that prayer by faith and saying, God, help me and save me and forgive me of my sins is very powerful. It's a starting point for you. You're saved at that moment and God will work with you every day. And all these super religious people saying you got to get baptized in water. You got to speak in tongues. You got to be a member of the church. That's all hogwash. 
That's all hogwash. All you have to do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ with your heart and mean it and ask forgiveness of your sins, accept him as your savior, and that's it. Those other things are right and good, and they'll happen in your Christian life. Well, how will they happen? I'm glad you ask. That same thing that saved you will also sanctify you. This is where the church runs aground. Because they get saved and right, I, mean, I believe everybody that truly comes with the right heart before the Lord and they ask Christ to come into their heart, they're saved. And I can't question that. That's the Lord's business, not mine. I don't question people's salvation. If they say they're saved, well, I, I pray that you are. But what will happen after you're saved, you'll go live at life now. You won't continue on the same path. You'll be changed forever. Will I backslide? Probably more than likely. I, I'm going to be the one to tell you that there's not a perfect person in this sanctuary nor outside of it or any other church around here. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, but now sin will not reign from your heart. And here's the secret, if you will, if you want to call it that. It's not secret, but it's revealed in the Word of God. That same thing that saved you, if you'll keep your faith in Christ and what He's accomplished at Calvary, there's resurrection power in your life. There's now power for the Holy Spirit to work. There's now power for you to be resurrected into a new life. Now you don't wallow around in that same old sin. Now you live victoriously. Hallelujah. You can overcome sin every single day of your life by the power of the Holy Ghost. If only you will keep your faith just centered completely and totally in what Christ has accomplished for you. That's how I threw cigarettes down. That's how I threw drugs down. That's how I threw alcohol down. And they didn't resurface again in my life is by the power of the Holy Spirit and my faith in that finished work of Christ. That was it. And my friends, if you want to walk in that resurrection power when you walk out this door this day, if you want to have that zeal and that fire for God once again, if you'll let God do the work, don't complicate it. Don't make this difficult. Keep your faith in the finished work of Christ, and I promise you, I guarantee you 100%, you will find this to be truth, that God will day by day, week by week, year by year, God will work a miracle in your life. And when you turn back around down the road and look, and you say, man, look what God has done. And now you understand what the resurrected life means. Last but not least, the resurrection of Jesus gives us hope in the morning. So if you've messed up today and it seemed like all of your life has collapsed around you and you're never going to get out of it, there's hope in the morning. Hallelujah. You, you can't, you can't do so much that God would throw you away. God is always that father there on the porch waiting for you to come back home so that one day our tomb will be empty and when we may live with him forever. Amen. Y'all would stand with me. We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. 
We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.